You're listening to City Church Long Beach Sermons. Visit us at citychurchlongbeach.org. This morning, we are continuing in our series on the gospel. Well, we're calling it the Gospel of Ruth, but it's the Book of Ruth. Uh, It's not a gospel except in the sense that it does uh, lay the groundwork for our Savior Jesus. Um, And it picks up so many of those themes. Uh, We've been in the Book of Ruth all summer long. And we've largely been talking a lot about like sadness and grief, uh, some suffering. We've been talking tons about justice and what it looks like to center the margins and um, to really speak uh, up for what is right in our culture and our world, uh, to listen to those who are different than you. And today, uh, it may seem like sort of the, the odd sermon out. Um, because it's, it's a different theme, but it, again, it comes from the book of Ruth, and this is the theme about blessing. And it, it, it's sort of, uh, there's a little bit of tension here, I would say, in, when you come to the book of Ruth, because throughout this book, this idea of blessing, calling out the good, naming the good, imparting the good, comes up over and over again in the midst of this really intense story about um, two poor widows and their struggles to be heard and to find their place uh, in, in their society. But this, this theme of blessing is huge. And part of maturity is being able to hold different things in tension. And so we're going to hold in tension the reality of, uh, yeah, our world is messy. Uh, we're in a global pandemic. And there's a ton of racial strife and tension. Uh, We're entering into an election season, which will be, wow, (laughs) it's going to be messy. It already has been. Um, There's all of that going on. And yet, there's this call to this radical positivity, this hopefulness, this sense of... uh, Things don't have to be this way. They could be different. And so we're going to look at four different types of blessing that come up in the, in the book of Ruth. Um, it's also going to be an interactive sermon. So what that means is there are going to be two times, one at the beginning of the sermon, one at the end, where I'm going to invite people to consider unmuting and sharing a story. And I want to give a little coaching for those of us who are raging extroverts. Right, I'm raising my hand. I want to encourage you not to immediately unmute and say whatever comes to mind. This is what I normally do. Quick unmute and say something. No, you don't need to do that. You can just sort of think for a second. Hmm, Would this be helpful? For those who are introverts, I don't understand you people, but God bless you. Um, For those who are introverts, if you would find some courage and say, wow, I have something that could be shared and listen to your heart and as the spirit leads you. So the extroverts are listening to the spirit saying, hey, maybe be quiet. And the introverts are listening to the spirit saying, maybe speak up. And there might be a mix of the two uh, when we share. So that's just a little coaching because that's coming up here in just a second. So now let me give you the setting for our scripture reading, which is going to come from chapter four. It's just right after what we looked at last week. Last week, we saw how Boaz, who's kind of the the leading male character in the story, 
is following the lead of Ruth as Ruth is pushing for justice for her and her mother-in-law. These two widows are pushing for justice. Boaz responds. Boaz goes public and he's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use my influence and do the justice that's been waiting to be done for so long. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step up. And he does. And at that moment, uh, Ruth's not even, she's not even there. This is in a really public space. It's actually at the gates of the city, which is where big decisions got made. Government sort of happened, so to speak, at the gates of the city. Uh, Boaz steps up. He buys this piece of property for Naomi giving her some money that she's deserved for a long time. And in the process, he proclaims that he is going to marry Ruth. And um, there are a couple other pieces behind that. But the people just get, they're like, wow, this is amazing. This is exactly what it looks like when God's reign, God's rule comes to earth. And they celebrate by by giving forth these blessings. So that's kind of a setting uh, for where we are in Ruth chapter four. And Deanna Weedor, would you unmute yourself, Deanna? Thank you so much. And uh, she's gonna read scripture for us today. Then the elders and all the people at the gate said, we are witnesses. May the Lord make the woman who is coming into your home like Rachel and Leah, who together built up the family of Israel. May you have standing in Ephrathah and be famous in Bethlehem. Through the offspring the Lord gives you by this young woman, may your family be like that of Perez, whom Tamar bore to Judah. People of God, this is the word of God. Thanks be to God. Oh, thanks so much, Deanna. So great. Um, so notice this is a really uh, public blessing. It's in the city streets, it's at the city gate. All the elders have gathered and the people are there. And they're speaking, at this particular kind of blessing is a speaking forward. Okay, and we're going to look at some different kinds of blessings in the book of Ruth. But this is sort of a special occasion. And it's naming something and kind of... Um, putting it on that person, saying, let this come to pass. Say, I see this in your future. And it's, it's really a, just a wonderful moment for the community to gather around uh, Ruth and Boaz, this couple that's now going to get married. Um, and it's calling forth like, man, all of God's best on you. Today's message is actually going to be really simple. There's nothing in here that's complicated. What I want to do is I want to give us pictures. How do we actually do this? How do we do this with our friends? How do we do this in our neighborhood? How do we do this with our, our children, our significant others? And so what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to invite people here in just a moment to unmute and to share around this question. And it'll be in the chat. Share with us a time when you received a meaningful blessing on a special occasion, All right? Because what I want us to do is I want us to listen in and go, oh, wow, that was, huh, maybe I could do that. 
right? Or maybe we could do that as a, you know, a, there are five friends living in an apartment, like, hey, what if we started uh, something like that? Or, you know, how to do a family or something like that, okay? So go ahead and unmute if you would like and share with us a time when you received a meaningful blessing on a special occasion, a birthday, uh, anniversary, uh, something, something. And this may be a little messy, so we'll kind of take turns and I'll kind of play umpire here, but um, someone uh, share with us. Hi, Bill. Hey, Joe. Hey there. I thought I'd share um, uh, something that fits in the, the book of Ruth. And uh, it was uh, February 14th, 1997, Valentine's Day. Um, I'd learned that day that uh, I was laid off. Uh, I was working at McDonnell Douglas. Uh, they were bought by Boeing and these buyouts happen and people lose their jobs. And uh, that evening, Kathy and I learned that uh, she was pregnant uh, with our first child, Sophia. And uh, blessings are complicated things. We didn't think uh, uh, Kathy was able to have children. We started off uh, um, wanting to get our career started first. And five, six years in, we thought we should have had a child by now. And uh, it, uh, it, it was certainly a surprise and it was a blessing. And four months later, we, we lost Sophia. But at that moment, not knowing what the future held for us, um, all the possibilities were there. It was such a special moment, such a happy memory. And we, we have a treasure stored up in heaven, to be sure. Uh, so we don't think about it with sadness. Uh, but on that day, on that evening, in the context of uh, what uh, my career, what our lives held next for us to uh, quickly have that turn around on us, it, it was certainly a blessing. Thank you. Wow. Thank you, uh, Joe and, and Kathy, too, for being willing to share uh, such a kind of an intimate story with us, the story of blessing, God kind of coming down and saying he sees you. Thank you. Uh, is there someone else who'd like to share a story of blessing? Uh, maybe a time when someone spoke a word to you of encouragement um, on a special occasion. Zoom can be kind of awkward, can it? Yeah, it's okay, I'm waiting. I can share. I was letting the introverts have a chance first. Thank you, Abby, that well done. <laughs> um, so I had a really tough year about a year and a half ago. And on my birthday, sort of after that season in the midst of it a little bit, I had some girlfriends who decided to take me um, axe throwing and which seemed super random but it was really fun and then they gave me a card afterward that was like we wanted you to do this um, because to remind you of how strong you've been and how strong you can be and in this time so it made me cry and it was very very cool that is fantastic 
axe throwing. Oh, <laughs> and, and the words of like, hey, you're strong. You got this. You can do it. And here you are a year and a half later. And uh, it's true. Those, those words came to pass, didn't they? Someone else. Okay, you're good. Okay, this is Elsa over here. Oh, hey, Elsa. Thanks for sharing with us today. Thank you. I, I just want to say Claire and I celebrated our 50th wedding anniversary in May. And it was hard to have any kind of celebration this year, you know? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's, it's wonderful. But um, yeah, hard to celebrate. And our daughter, our other daughter, Christy, has been really trying to think of how she can have a special celebration. Well, a few weeks ago, we were together with extended family. And she created a video for us that was just wonderful. Lots of people contributed, including our kids here. And it was just great. And yeah, it was such a blessing because it's been a hard year to, to celebrate something like that, right? But that was really a gift. From her. That is so beautiful, Elsa. Was there a particular, maybe share one of the words that was spoken in the video that really encouraged you? Um, man, I don't know. <laughs> I, it, was, it was like mostly from family members, you know, and I think just, um, just having them mark that milestone for us was really special. I, yeah. Just having them mark the day. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we've just had a really blessed life together. The Lord's really blessed us. So, thank you so much. Thanks for sharing. I can share. I was also waiting for the introverts. <laughs> They're warming up for the next round. It's also a lot of people, though, so maybe that's also it. Oh, it's kind of intimidating. Um, so Charles and I, we got married uh, about a year and a half ago. And um, we didn't think we were going to have, like, a really nice wedding. We just accepted it because um, I grew up in poverty, and my parents couldn't afford fancy things. And at the time, Charles had just started working. He was fresh out of college. I had just transitioned back to school. And so we, and I also like control. So I really wanted to like have full control of the wedding, but I realized I couldn't. And so um, just then just family members, friends just came together and basically just blessed us with their unique gifts that they had. Like our sister is, does flowers. Uh, my friend does photography. My other friend is a coordinator wedding coordinator. And so it was like these people came in our lives and I let go of that control and trusted them to do their individual giftings. And, um, and it ended up being a very emotional day because it, the wedding came out so beautiful. And that was just with the service of people in our lives. Um, and that's like a big testament to just, yeah, how, you know, I don't see I don't even have words but it was just it was just a really powerful moment to have um yeah just people in your life that you've touched in one way or another just come and serve you in that way and you not even expecting it like you're not expecting that they're gonna you know serve or help and with their skill set so that was a really meaningful and powerful moment for me and my husband 
Hey, that's beautiful. That is beautiful. You know, and what does it look like for, for each of us now in this season to recognize special occasions? It takes a little bit of extra work, doesn't it? It's, um, it's not easy. Uh, but to use our gifts, uh, to use our words. Yeah. The question is, you know, will you listen to what the Spirit is saying? Because you and those around you are still having special occasions. And what does it mean to bless? Um, it's, it's God's very heart to, to bless and to seize those moments. I want to move on to uh, the second area of blessing that we see uh, in the, the book of Ruth. And this is, there's a sense in which um, one of the ways, one of the times that you bless is when you see something good in someone else, right? When you, when you see that in them, then you call it out. So back in Ruth chapter two, um, this is Boaz speaking. And he says, uh, Boaz replied, I've been told all about what you, Ruth, have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband, how you left your father and your mother and your homeland, and you came to live with a people you did not know before. May the Lord repay you for what you have done. There's a sense in which Boaz is saying, I see you. I'm going to name the good that you have done publicly. He's in front of a, a group of people here, a bunch of workers actually in the field. Uh, they're taking a lunch break and he's speaking this out. Naomi does this. Uh, Naomi is the, is the widow, the mother-in-law of Ruth. And Ruth comes back and shares how Boaz has provided some finances, some limited finances, kind of a, a one-off gift for the family. And this is uh, Naomi's response. She says in Ruth chapter 2, verse 19, Blessed be the man who took notice of you. The Lord bless him, Naomi said to her daughter-in-law. So again, it's recognizing what someone has done, recognizing their generosity, recognizing uh, who they are, and calling it out. Um, what does it look like for us to do that with the people around us, even on quarantine, to have this sense of positivity, to be like, I am going to name the good. There's plenty of bad to name in the world, right? But what does it look like to say, no, I'm going to name the good. And so I ran into a young man, I uh, had, had dinner with a young man uh, just, just a week ago. And, uh, and I was thinking this week about positive people. And this young man came to mind because he's a remarkably positive person. And he and his family have been starting to do what they call the kindness jar as a way to call out positivity. So I would like to invite Asher Rubio. Asher Rubio, are you, uh, are you around somewhere? Could you? Here. There you are. Here. Asher Rubio. All right. This is, you talk about a positive human being. This kid, get him started talking about books <laughs> or Star Wars. And like, it just exudes out of, Asha, you're, you're a very positive guy. Did you know that? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So I heard this, and you told me a little bit about it, but tell, tell everyone about the kindness jar. What, what is this? Santa Peter's this one big or something for all, all, all these con balls and then there's this big jar 
And technically, like, each time if we see somebody be kind or someone's kind to us, we get, like, two or three times a day this time where we, like, meet up, and then we put, like, con balls for different kindness. And rule is we can't repeat other kindnesses. So so you've got a big jar, and you've got all these cotton balls. And, and during the day, what are you looking for? You're looking for when your sister does something mean to you? Is that, is that it? No, no, when other people are being kind. When other people are being kind. Wow, that's amazing. So you're looking for the good. Mm-hmm. And each time we fill the jar up, there's going to be like a prize ready. Like last time it was art supplies, and right now we're working towards like, like this like almost like camp bonfire. Almost like, oh, yeah. like family bonfire. So when you, when you fill up the jar with your cotton balls, then you we get, get something. Yeah, we a, get like a prize. The family bonfire. No, no, not exactly a bonfire, but like a prize. Ah, I see. <laughs> like, but the but the next prize is going to be what's what's the next prize going to be? Do you know? Like a campfire. We have this like cool campfire thing. Oh, cool! And s'mores. Yeah, yeah, we're nice. Gotcha. So, so is it fun or is it kind of like hard work or like how is it like? It's fun to like meet up, uh, but it's also fun to like watch for people and stuff. Huh. That's cool. And so are your sisters being nice to you? Yep. It's, it's technically like you just look for things uh-huh. and you can do, you could say it about anyone except you. Oh, you don't get to say it about yourself. Like, Hey, look how kind I was. Yeah. Oh, that is amazing. Osher. I think that's a great idea. And I bet you're really good at it. Cause you're a positive guy. Yes. So, hey, thanks for coming and sharing with us today. I really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. And you can look at everyone's saying in the comments that they think it's a cool idea and they appreciate you. So, awesome. Um, so, so City Church, like, Osher is, uh, he's eight years old. Osher's turning nine this Thursday. Yep, it's true. The boy's going to be nine. Um, and like, this is remarkably unfancy, the kindness jar. Remarkably unfancy. And yet, it's fantastic. Like, this is, this is actually what the Bible teaches for us to do, is to pay attention to when other people are being kind. And then, as we gather together two or three times a day, point it out. It's... It's actually the way to live. And I'm sorry this is not a big fancy sermon, but let me tell you what. If each one of us started the kindness jar, it would be a better world. It, it, it just would be. Um, and there are all sorts of implications as we think about things like election year politics and how we manage our emotions and all kinds of stuff how we manage our friendships. So that's the second kind. So the first blessing we see uh, is this public special occasion blessing where you're speaking into someone's life and, and blessing them. Second is calling out the goodness that we see in others and naming that. Um, there's a third, which is there's a blessing that involves kind of us being um, 
financially involved with other people. When we see a need that we, we bless others um, with what we have. It's a little bit like what Donna was sharing about her wedding and how all these people showed up uh, because there was a need. Uh, so this is what it says in Ruth chapter two. Uh, Boaz said to Ruth, may you be richly rewarded by the Lord. Again, this blessing, the God of Israel under whose wings you have come to take refuge. This is the beginning of his conversation with her. And at the end of the conversation, this is, this is at, the, at the lunch table one day while they're working in the fields. As she got up to glean, Boaz gave orders to his men, let her gather among the sheaves and don't reprimand her. And he actually sends her home with extra grain to feed her mother-in-law. He actually takes care of her, her actual physical needs. And that's part of the idea of blessing. It can involve finances or stuff. It can involve using your gifts to serve, uh, to make a difference for someone else. Um, and so, uh, oh, hold on. There's been a request to see a picture of the kindness jar. Hmm. Brenda Rubio, before I move on, is, it, is the kindness jar available? Sure, I can get it. You want to go get it? He'll show you as you move on. Asher will have it in our screen in a second. Okay, so you can look back, go find the Brenna Rubio screen, and you will see. Oh, there! Oh, no, we need this. is incredible. That is stunning. That's awesome. Thank you, Asher Rubio. Appreciate you guys. Oh, and more. Oh, I see it. Okay, there you go. Thank you. Good question. Um, thank you, Hannah Heist, for asking that and uh, the request to put that on Pinterest now. Um, sorry, where was I? Oh, we were talking about uh, caring for people and their practical needs, okay? So, Seleni Zasueta, are you uh, able to unmute yourself here? You can mute yourself. Oh, you are muted. No. Oh, hey, oh, hey Seleni. Hey, is that my friend Emma? Yeah. How are you doing today, Emma? Good. Good. Good, good, good. Um, so, Emma, I heard a story this week when I was walking in the neighborhood, and I ran into you to find neighbors, and it was such a great story. Can you tell me a little bit about what happened? Okay. So, we were talking to my aunt about some stuff, and then this lady came up to my mom and asked for her for her phone if she could, cause she said she don't have no gas and her phone was dead. Oh, all right, let's stop so right there, let's, let's stop right there. So you're talking and this woman comes up and she asks your mom to borrow her phone because her phone is dead yeah. and she's out of gas. Um, that's crazy talk, you, your mom didn't let her borrow her phone, did she? Yeah, she did. She did? Why would she do that? Because she's a kind person. <laughs> she is a kind person. She's the best. Okay, keep continue with the story now. And then um, we, my mom told, she was talking to her mom with my mom's phone. And then we told her to go to this gas station around the corner. So she went over there, but she still had like a little bit of gas. 
So she like she she made it her car over there around the corner. She made it all the way to, to the, the gap. gap. Okay. All right. Yes. And then and then we went and then she went over there and then we went inside and then and then two hours later I wanted to go get some chips and the gas station that we towed her. <laughs> you went to the gas station to get chips, okay? All right. Yeah. <laughs> wow, what kind of and, chips? Wow, what kind of chips? Were they like spicy Cheetos? Yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. Keep going. Keep going. And then, and then, um, she was still there. Oh she no. Was still there. Yeah. So he gave her. So he gave her like, um, like five bucks. Um, to go to put gas. To put gas and to go. To go so, to you, so she could actually, because her mom hadn't come yet. Yeah, her mom hadn't come. Wow. And whose idea was it to give her the five bucks? I think mom. <laughs> it wasn't mine. Mm -hmm. Did it come on my purse or your purse? My purse. Okay, I see how it is. So Emma, you came up with this idea to help this family. And you gave yes. her money. Yes. That's uh, that's pretty amazing. I uh, I want to yeah. be with you when I grow up. <laughs> you are an amazing person. Hey, thanks for sharing and thanks for being with us. You guys are uh, amazing. <laughs> so, Selena, did you have anything you wanted to add? I mean, I. <laughs> <laughs> no, she pretty much told the whole story. <laughs> All right. I just thought I'd check. All right. Well, thank you guys. And Emma, thanks for being who you are. Uh, that's the kind of neighbor we really need in this world. So I appreciate you. Yeah. Um, I hope you were listening really closely to that story. Uh, you guys know this family and how amazing they are. And uh, it just doesn't get any better than that, right? I mean, she listens to her, her mom is really kind and loans the phone in the, in the season of COVID, right? Like crazy, like, like who does that? And then two hours later, she shows up and she's like, and her mom said this, it's like she couldn't stand the fact that this, this young woman couldn't, couldn't get home. So she paid for her gas. This is what it means to, to follow Jesus. Yes, it costs sometimes. But to give your life away, to give what little you have, to love well. It's incredible. Okay. Wow, that was, that was amazing. Um, I want to share the, the last little piece here. Hey, Bill. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can you see one more thing? Yeah, sure. So um, the other thing that I help out is um, I walk dog. Yes, you I do. walk neighbor's dog. Two neighbor's dogs. Two neighbor's dogs. Emma, yeah. I know. I see you walking that dog or those dogs all the time. <laughs> What it, what it says to me is this, this is just the kind of person you are, Emma. 
it's the kind of person you are that you love to serve. And I know Carmen in particular can't walk really anymore. And she really appreciates, uh, and I know that dog really appreciates it. So keep it up, kiddo. We bl How old are you, Emma? I'm nine. You're nine. Nine. Okay, people, let's all learn from the nine-year-olds today. All right? <laughs> let's learn from the nine-year-olds. I think they got something dialed in that the rest of us really could learn from. Okay. Um, I want to move to, to the last little piece here, which is uh, another kind of blessing. And this kind of blessing is, um, there's a daily blessing in the book of Ruth that we see. So there's, um, there's special occasion blessings. There's calling out kindness, right? Calling out the good attributes of others blessing. There's helping people in their needs blessing. And then there's, there's rhythms or routines of blessing. And we want to pay attention to those as well and think about, hmm, what does it look like to build those into our lives? So this is in Ruth chapter two, when Boaz enters into the field where his workers are, he shows up and they have this call and response of blessing. So this is what it says in Ruth chapter two, verse four. Just then Boaz arrived from Bethlehem and greeted the harvesters. The Lord be with you. The Lord bless you, they answered. This is, this is a call and response um, kind of blessing that almost for certain was their daily routine, kind of a greeting when they showed up. Um, the Lord be with you. The Lord bless you. And I want us to take a little bit of time right now and think about, and we're going to do this um, in sort of open mic format, to share what are some of the simple ways you've seen others incorporate blessing into daily routines. Or maybe there are ways that you have tried to incorporate blessing into a daily routine. All right, like Boaz, like his workers, it's this idea of reminding ourselves of goodness, of God's presence of positivity, right? That, that God is at work in the world. Um, and, and it can be th through a very simple thing. Um, for example, every morning uh, when my wife leaves for work, she gives me a kiss goodbye, right? I receive that as a blessing. Uh, and every night as we lie in bed, we say, I love you. It's just a simple, these are rhythms. These are routines that we have. Um, I would like to hear, so again, um, extroverts, you can, you can just pause for a minute. doesn't mean you can't share, but you can pause. Introverts, you can think, hmm, maybe this is my moment um, and speak up. But uh, the question is in the chat, what are some simple ways you've seen others incorporate blessing into daily routines or what are ways that you've done so? So if you'd like to unmute, I'd love to hear from you. I can share a thing. Yeah, please. Um, so my boyfriend is not, he 
not so much with the spiritual life or spiritual practices. Um, but one thing that he does, and because we don't live together, um, every day he sends me a song on Spotify just to say, hey, I'm thinking about you, and like a mood for the day. So he like- A song every day. Every day. And, so, and then like every Sunday, because he knows I'm hanging out with you guys, he'll send me a song about God. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> I love yeah. that. That's pretty oh, good. That's amazing. I like this guy. <laughs> yeah, neat. Someone else, a rhythm that you have. I'll share one. We have, uh, in our family, we have the blessing plate, uh, which some of you may have received if you've eaten dinner over here, which uh, we give out. Uh, someone gets their food on the blessing plate, and at the end of the meal, other people have to say something nice about that person. So we do that all, at all of our meals in our family. I can share. Okay, good. Go ahead, Jojo. Um, well, one that we did, uh, I think we took from you, Bill, was, uh, doing, um, the blessing for the kids, uh, the Lord bless you and keep you. So we'll do that with them. And then, um, and then particularly with Kai, cause I usually put him down, um, uh, for, for bed at night. We'll, um, first I'll say, okay, what should we, who should we pray for? And he always starts off saying, let's pray for Dante and Sabrina. <laughs> That's, awesome. That's stuck in his head, but we'll pray for Dante and Sabrina and anyone else he can think of. And then um, um, I'll also ask, um, um, you know, what was your uh, favorite part of the day? And then uh, um, that just kind of helps him ease into bed a little bit, I think. Um, and then at the end of that, like I'll have like a, 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 a four or five minute timer and I say, okay, when the timer's done, um, I got to go help mama with Finn. <laughs> and, and, and then I'll say, but guess what, Kai? You're the best. And then he'll repeat it. No, you're the best. And then I'll say, no, you're the best. And he'll say, you are the best. And then I'll say, and I love you. And then he say, I love you. And then I'll say, okay, night, night. And then he says, night, night. And then I close the door. <laughs> fantastic. I hear the shouting. And most of the, awesome. most of the time it works out. And then, you know, he's asleep and, and then I'm free. But sometimes he'll like call and want to, me to come back. But, but I mean, you're, you're blessing him with like a, a, a word of scripture. You're helping him see the good in the day. Right, which is an ancient practice called uh, the the examine, Ignatius of Loyola, right, where you're, where you're looking at at the good, and and then you're you're telling him he's the best and training him and he's responding. I mean, this is fantastic. Oh my gosh! How do you shout? You're the best. You're the best. <laughs> no, you're the best. You're the best. You're the best. <laughs> I, I don't mind it. Yeah. <laughs> I, people, I hope you are listening. This is amazing. Oh, man. Oh, I'm going to cry over here. <laughs> I want Jojo to be my dad. 
Oh, man. Thanks, JoJo. That was incredible. And thanks, Kai. Wow. Hmm. Oceana, do you want to share uh, a blessing that you guys do every day? Well, um, every night we say what we're thankful for from um, back at the day. That is such a great thing to do. Every night you say what you're thankful for. Oh my gosh, what a great daily thing to do. Thanks for sharing that with us. And then after that, um, each as we go after that, after we all go, we say amen. That's awesome. So again, these are, these are some simple things, some family things, you know, Emma in a dating relationship. Um, but the invitation you see from scripture is to have these rhythms, these routines, um, where you say what you're grateful for, where you tell someone they're the best. We would, when we dropped our kids off at school, we would all, always ask the question, who are you? And they each had a special name that they would repeat before they went to school. Um, I mean, there, there are dozens of these that we do, roommates do with each other, or uh, grandparents do with their grandkids. What does it look like to actually do this stuff, to live it? Because again, remember how we started, there's, there's this, we hold tension in a world that's full of challenge and difficulty where we fight for justice and we grieve and we work, but then there's all this positivity too. And the mature hold them both. We hold them both um, so that we can grow up and so that we can keep others working on the journey on themselves. Um, so thank you. Thank you all for sharing. Uh, special thanks to Asher and Emma. Um, you guys are fantastic. Uh, 